Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, We are continuing our quest for wisdom this week, our trek through the book of Ecclesiastes and the words of God that Solomon has delivered to us. And I I just want to catch you up. If you missed last week, you missed probably the brightest message that we'll receive in the book of Ecclesiastes. So you can go back, and if you're looking for hope and joy, listen to last week's message. Uh, We'll try to get some of that in there today, but it's, it's hard in Ecclesiastes. It's hard to find hope and joy in the midst of life because our lives, oftentimes, the hope and the joy are, are stolen from us. They're taken from us. And today we will be on page 554, we'll be exclusively in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, where Solomon tells us, timing is everything. And you know this to be true, timing is everything, you know this to be true if you've ever done something at the wrong time. Have you ever tried to plant your, uh, your garden or plant your crops in the fall? I mean, not in Michigan. Perhaps you might plant uh, in the fall in, in some of those warmer places where the weather is beautiful all the year round. But in Michigan, you don't want to plant in the fall because you'll just plant seeds and they'll die in the ground. And that's just one example of the many times in our lives where timing matters and timing will determine whether or not we're successful or whether or not we fail. And yet, this morning, we're not just talking about time on the clock We're talking about a greater timing, the right time. Martin Luther said about our passage this morning, it's not up to us to prescribe the time, the manner, or the effect of the things that are to be done. Everything comes and goes at the time God has appointed. He would continue, he said, Therefore, let us not torment ourselves about future things, but enjoy present things. Let us enjoy the things that are here now, the things that won't be forever. Let us enjoy these moments together because we won't have them forever. We read our passage already this morning, but we're going to read it again in its entirety. And Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes 3, for everything there is a season And a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I've seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. 
Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that the people fear before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already has been. God seeks what has been driven away. You know, there there are some things in that reading which are easy for us to hear, and other things in that reading which are quite hard for us to hear. There are moments in our lives under the sun where we live and coexist as God's holy children, purchased by the blood of the Lamb, won by Jesus on the cross, who resurrected from the grave. There's this battle that we fight with this person as we struggle with sin and the results and effects of sin. In God's holy creation, there was no room for death until we sinned. And death entered in through our sin. In the new creation, which Isaiah proclaimed to us in our Old Testament reading today, in the new creation, there will be no room for death. And the memory of the pain which we have and the suffering which we endure will be erased from our minds. And yet this life right here gives us situations over and over in which there are no right choices. Solomon even tells us in the text, a time to kill, a time to die. No right choices. All of our possible solutions can be wrong. Life gives us situations where nothing can feel right. And we ask God, where are you in this moment? And we confess as Christians that God is in control of everything. Everything. So he chooses whether or not to allow me and you to suffer and to endure what life has given us. God says through the prophet Isaiah, only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass For I do whatever I wish. The psalmist tells us in Psalm 115, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. And for you and I on this earth, Job tells us our days are determined. The number of his months is with God. And God has appointed the limits that he cannot pass. God chooses everything. God chooses everything. Even if you work out like crazy and you're super fit and you run marathon after marathon after marathon, God chooses your time. Even if you're a smoker and a drinker and you haven't gone a day without a pack, God chooses 
your time. You could go overseas to war and fight and come home safely. And yet you could stay home and be killed. God chooses everything. And this, this is not reassuring at first. I got to be honest, to a certain degree, it feels like God is a thief. You didn't need him. I needed him. My lawnmower is breaking down yesterday. And it's a lawn boy. And my dad had a lawn boy for 25 years. Same lawnmower. Of course he has a lawnmower for 25 years. And my lawn boy, which I've had, purchased on his recommendation for three years, is like breaking down and not mowing like it should. God chooses everything. God chose to take my dad, to take your loved one. Why? This does not feel reassuring when I don't feel like it was his time to go. When I feel like I needed him to stay, you didn't need him, God. I needed him. Why did you choose? Life isn't better because he's gone. I'm not stronger by his lack of presence. I'm weaker, I'm worn out, and there are days where I am just running on empty, where I snap, and I yell, and I break. You know, God has placed eternity into our hearts, and we fight against death at every pass. Because death isn't the way it was supposed to be. We, we know that inside of us. My dad is gone and your loved one may be gone and we feel inside of us that is wrong and awful and painful in every way. It might be our own bodies which are breaking down and rebelling against us, reminding us of eternity. Our instinct, our gut reaction is to fight against it in every possible way. To say to God, I don't want your will to be done. I want my will to be done. Give me my way. And we scream and we yell and we cry. God chooses everything. And in all of the times that he gives to us to, to celebrate and to endure, there is one time he reserves for himself. One time which he will never give to you or me. One time which is his and his alone. Jesus says the words in Mark 14, The hour has come, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Paul tells us in Romans, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right 
time and died for sinners. He tells us in Galatians, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so we might receive adoption as sons. This God who can do anything, who can choose anything, does everything for you and for me. This God who can choose anything chooses you. And so this God who is in control, this God who chooses everything, chooses to know the pain and the suffering that you feel right now and delivers to you the joy and the gladness and the happiness which is yours right now. In my studying this week, I came across a passage that I got really mad at at first in the writings of Martin Luther. Luther said, it's an act of mercy that God calls his people home into his arms. That they might not live in this veil of tears anymore. And he says, God will not call us home before, he ha- before we have finished the work that he has assigned us to do. You know, I had a lot of jobs left for dad. Like so many jobs. Fixer-uppers around the house. Little things with my car or my lawnmower. Like, let's put you to work in your retirement. Let's get you a, a retirement job just helping out around my house. But those were my work assignments for dad. They weren't God's work assignments. Now dad's only assignment that he's received from God is to praise his name for all time. I think I know which one dad would choose now because God chose him. Earlier uh, last week, we we had the vision path meeting to talk about the future and the, the timing that we have here in this place that God has put us. And this verse was shared during our session. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I will wait all the day long. And we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and we scream, and we cry, and we long for completion, and we long for salvation, and we wait, and we wait, and we're begging God to answer And in his timing and in his way and through his work, he answers us in Christ, in Jesus alone. And in God's timing, he gives us room, room to learn from him as our teacher, room to grow with him as a branch grows 
in the vine and room to rest in him. Jesus tells you and me to lay down our burdens. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I know this week I need that. And maybe this week you need rest too. So I'd encourage you as you reflect on the sacrifices made for your freedom this weekend, which are true and noble and just, that you would also reflect on the sacrifice which was made for your very life. Because timing is everything. And at just the right time, Jesus came to live and to die and to rise so that you might live with him forever. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we would not choose to follow you, to love you, We would not choose your ways or your methods. And yet you choose us. You send your Holy Spirit into our hearts to create faith inside of us which saves, which recognizes your grace delivered through the death and resurrection of your Son and at a time which was right and perfect and true. Help us always to focus on you in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our longing for you. Help us to see we are already delivered. That the things which will be already are. That salvation in you begins right now. All this we pray through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.